All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Hey everybody, welcome inside the Coming In Hot World Headquarters. I'm Brent Wallace alongside Jason York, who's made it back from Phoenix, and Bobby Ryan, who uh, loves to play golf any time of the year and gets to brag about it when he lives in Nashville. Boys, how are I'm, you? I'm going straight to the course from here. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody? So, nice. so let's, let's keep it moving today. <laughs> okay. I'm still looking for a pair hey, of tooth, tooth, toothpicks here, Wally, to keep my eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be fine, Yorkie. We'll guide you through this one. Um, are you a uh, golf equipment guy? Like, do you change all the time, or do you just stick with the same sticks? The same. I, I don't make. I don't. Same as hockey. The equipment managers have to like take my skates physically out of my stall, put new ones in. And I'm the same way. I remember George Peros is like, for a guy that plays as much, you don't you don't invest much money into this game, do you? I'm like, well, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not that good. I just I just I just I just like whacking it around. So how often would you change gloves? Those those I go through like one, oh man, at least one a week. Cause I, I just ripped them. I ripped them to pieces and then you got that big hole. Oh, you mean gloves on the ice? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, two pairs <laughs> a year. Gauntlet? Yeah. Yeah. I was like, is this a hockey podcast? Um, <laughs> I, yeah. I, I would maybe go through three pairs in a year, but that would be pushing it. Usually two. 
Yeah, I just didn't like them. I, and I was never a guy that dried them. I, I was like, I always wanted gloves to be wet and soggy. That was just, it made more sense to me. Felt better. Yeah. Really? Okay. Wow. So which, yeah. what's the oldest bit of gear that both of you played with that you wouldn't change? Oh man, I had a, I had a shell, like the, I, I wore a shell and pant and girdle and I had a girdle that they didn't make anymore. And I had that from Anaheim all the way through Ottawa. And it was like, you would hold it up and they would just droop all the way low because the fabric was so bad. <laughs> so the guys had to piece that together with chain mail, um, just to get me by. But finally, my last year I got to Detroit and they're like, dude, <laughs> you got to make the switch. So I put on a pair of warriors and I absolutely hate them. <laughs> shoulder pads shoulder pads yeah. I, I mine traveled with me from the all the five teams i played with i, I couldn't switch those i just always found if you, you know if you had the bad shoulder pads on you just you felt too stiff when i played junior our coach made us wear these shoulder pads they were called donzies and if you guys remember these at all wally they had the uh they had, the, they had orange they're like football shoulder pads and they had this orange kind of foam inside them. And our, our junior coach wanted us to look really big, really mean. So you had to wear these things that you basically look like. Now, you remember the Road Warriors from wrestling? Axe and Smash? Yeah. And you, you, you look, your, your shoulders looked like those guys were like this. So I, after I left junior, and I, I said, you know what? I'm going with the small ones from, from here on in. No more of these Donzies. Wow. Love it. Um, uh, who was all right before before we get on? Uh, who was the guy that always switched his stuff all the time? Switched his stuff. Um, who was the guy that always had the brand new gear every game? Oh, Tamo always had new skates. He was always going through skates like, and then he would take them into the shower, soak them, and in the <laughs> shower, and then just put them on for the third period, never worn before. You're like, well, how is this possible? Um, and then. A real big gear nerd would be Derek Brassard. He knows everybody's sticks and gloves and everything like that. So he was always, always experimenting with something new. I don't know if I he heard... still is. Yeah. How about the guys, though, we used to call these guys the, the stick whores. When the, when the equipment reps would come around, they'd always try and get a few sticks from the guy. And, and the guys, you'd look in the guy's stall and he'd have like eight different brands of sticks. That then he was always yeah. trying something new. And that was usually a guy that never scored. <laughs> he'd, he'd always be it, looking it's so chase. true. It's <laughs> the so old true. stick horse. So ridiculous. <laughs> he'd walk into the stick room and like, I never, I never had more than four or five on there. And I always had them marked for what they were. If it had a P on it, I was yeah. like, a pure practice stick. And then I would always have two gamers ready to go. But then you walk in and you look over like Chabby always had like 15, 20 different sticks on the go. Um, you know, some, some that they would use once or twice and they're like, ah, it's no good, but it'll just sit in the pile. And I'm like, put it in the other corner where they donate them or where they do something with them. But guys would just have yeah. mountains of twigs and you're like, what are you doing? How do you live? How do you function like that? Not knowing which one to pick up every day. <laughs> I used to, I used I, to hang I couldn't out. do it. I used to hang out in the stick room all the time. You know, he was always screwing around with his stick. I think I might have talked about this before. It was Alfie. Back when we yeah. were still using uh, wood sticks, he used to use this wooden Sherwood. And he'd be in there for like a half an hour changing the light, changing the curve. He was he was obsessed. But hey, it was working for him, right? He was, he was, he was producing. But I'd be in there for a half hour changing my light, changing my curve. And I think one day he finally just said to me, he goes, you know, it's 
not really going to make a difference. You're, you're just, you're, the puck's not going to be on your stick is that long, so you're wasting your time in here. That's so I, good. I got yeah. one better. I, Alexi I, Yashin yeah. made me wait four hours one day while he worked on sticks. Are you well, there me? seems to be there seems to be oh, a common thing. I, I think he tried to out. I think he tried to outweigh me or outweigh me, as I I'm like I'm doing a story on him being uh, a finalist. I think for the Hart Trophy, and he made me wait four hours until he came to do the interview. Well, ah, just working on my sticks. I didn't know you were waiting. <laughs> four hours. Like, what are you doing in there? Um, yeah. I I was always I would walk in with a sharpie, measure that thing right to my lips. Put the sharpie on there, cut it down, tape it up, and you're good to go. I, I had no time for all that kind of stuff. So here's a here's another thing with with, with me. I could tell I'd go out for warm up, and I could tell. I don't know if this was in my head. Any pair of skates I could wear didn't matter. I could take somebody's skates, no problem whatsoever. But for some reason, as my career went on, I could tell if my stick was about a millimeter too long. I'd go out for warm up. Ah, oh, that just feels a little too long. To run back in, take the knob off your uh, stick cut it down a millimeter it turned into like a, a obsessive compulsive thing and again why am i doing this it doesn't matter what kind of stick you have to cross check a guy or to do a soft flipper or to just tape the tape <laughs> off the glass like it's not yeah, like i'm scoring glass, 50 here <laughs> <laughs> the uh oh, my all-time favorite danny heatley changed sticks every period did he yeah that's crazy every i can't period. do I, I couldn't do that I couldn't do that. I would Imagine if I had a stick budget? that was working. I would keep it for four or five games and then just pray that it didn't break. And then when it broke, you're like, "Oh no!" <laughs> and then you got to find a new stick that was like that perfect, like just whippy enough, just the blade, the the kick point was just the same. It was yeah. So if I had a stick that I was on a heater with, I was like, "I'm keeping this until it goes." I would not practice with it. I wouldn't let anybody near it. I'm like, "That stick is working. Just don't touch it. <laughs> Make yeah. sure it gets it in seemed- the pile." But that's it. It seemed there were stick guys and there were skate guys. We we chatted about coffee yesterday, and one this brings back something because uh, he was top of mind from yesterday. He used to rummage around in the stalls, you know, underneath your stalls where everybody keeps their extra skates. He'd go looking in there and he'd grab guys' skates and he's like, "Ah, oh, these look pretty good. I'm gonna try these today." And this he would take other guys' skates and wear them, and then he wouldn't let the trainer sharpen his skates either. He sharpened his skates because they had to be exactly how he wanted we didn't trust anybody else sharpening his skates like it was he was so obsessive wow. compulsive about his skates and he did wear them really small as well i know there's that story about coffee always wanting to wear small skates that that one was true but yeah man it's uh yeah it seemed to, uh, if it was guys it was one thing or the other right it was either sticks or skates because guys have to be obsessive about something yeah well yeah, and alfie true. was obsessive about his skates only because he was trying to save his career, right, from his back pain and ended up going through yeah. everybody's skates and settled on Chris oh, Kelly's yeah. and just wore Chris Kelly's. He, yeah, That's he, right. he claims yeah. Chris Kelly saved his career. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, sorry. Uh, a little off topic. We're moving on to uh, the Ottawa Senators from last night in the big game against Detroit. <laughs> this show, as always, uh, brought to you by Botano. Uh, go to botano.ca, download uh, the award-winning app. Uh, Botano brings a high-quality sportsbook to Ontario after receiving accolades for its product across Europe and South America. There is a lot to like about Botano platform, an abundance of markets, an intuitive app, and sterling reputation for safety and breadth of unique betting tools. Uh, go to botano.ca, the 2022 EGR Operator of the Year. Boys, that's how it's done. Okay, you all got bragging rights yesterday about how good so your reads were. So we're going to see so that so later so today. 
So stiff, so robotic, so predictable. <laughs> You're like uh, a mannequin. Right, we'll see. <laughs> I, well, they used to call us just reporters were known as hair and teeth. That's that was one of the things we used to do. Right, or a walking mic stand it was another one. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's get to the game. Uh, a six-two win for Ottawa, which was, I don't know, you tell me. It felt like they were sending a message. Brady Kachuk uh, leading the charge. Claude Giroux, a four-point game, his uh, first in uh, three years. Uh, also, uh, he's got twelve four-point games in his career. But uh, what did you guys make of this game? And I know. Uh, uh, Bobby, I saw your tweets throughout the game. You, again, like the fourth line. I did. I thought they were good. Um, I, I thought the whole team was good. The game really opened up in the in the latter half um, when Ottawa just kind of imposed their will. Uh, the physicality started with with Brady and, and guys followed. But I, I, I especially liked the fourth line. Um, I thought they played hard. I thought they played simple um and and really tilted the ice in the favor of the Sens a lot of that time they they just took over um they they really took over in a lot of different areas of the game so perfect home game you know you outshoot a team two to one uh essentially your power plays you know what is it 33 percent give or take so they dominated from they dominated from the middle of the game on um and really took control I I thought it was a great an absolutely great home win um now you look to see what kind of pushback Detroit has tonight, but I don't know if they have an answer for the Sens when they get downhill like they were getting yeah. downhill all night. Yeah, I only watched uh, the tail end of it because I was I was flying and then then caught up this morning. Had a tape, watched uh, bits and pieces of the game, but again that that Ottawa power play, like they weren't, yeah, they weren't great in the game, but those two first power play goals, right? The power play gets them back into the game and gets their feet under them and. That's been a common theme through this whole winning streak or heater they've been on as of late. It's a power play. I know it hasn't been statistically as great the last little while, but for the entire season, for a team that is just above 500, that power play is so good. And this is tough to explain, Bobby. Like, if you've been on a team where the power play has been this good, like, I've, I, it's, no. I haven't in particular, but watching the Sens, that power play, it's they're so confident. They're so sure of themselves. It just seems it's, uh, you know, when they're not feeling it, it can just pull them. It can just pull them out of it and, and win them games. Yeah, I think when they, especially when they could have scored early, there was a pass, there was a pass through the seam from Debrinkat over to, to Stutzel that the, the, the goalie made a good save on. Um, so I, I thought they could have scored earlier in the game on it but they have you know they they ad lib very well um but they also when they get into structure they have three or four really good set pieces that they can fall back on when when hey we're not you know maybe we're fighting the puck a little bit and we're having trouble seeing things develop you know and there's going to be nights like that where you just don't see things as clearly as you do on other nights uh, as a five-man unit but they have those set pieces where you can go low and in to brady um, and he can jam or he can pump that to the middle um, or to the back door. Like those those set pieces that every team has, but these guys are really able to fall back on them and it gives them a different look. Um, so I, you know, you said it well, that on nights where the team's not rolling, they can pull themselves out of it. And if you roll 33%, um, you're doing something right. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's it's and Detroit's a, Detroit seems like a great matchup for for Ottawa. Like two similar teams, young, but one team has a great power play, and 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 when one doesn't, and well, you brought this up yesterday. You brought up you asked us about Batherson, and he did it again. Mm. He scored that another one of those yeah. goals. The same shot. He pulled it in. Shot. Yeah, so we're we're starting to like see a theme with him and. That that release, man, he's blowing it by goaltenders with that pull and drag. Yeah, and it's nice when you can. I mean, uh, the Sanderson, the power play goal, Broussard again won't get a lot of credit for it, but won won an important yeah. draw and got got immediately downhill to the net to take away the eyes, um, the goaltender's eyes, created a lot of havoc in front. And Sanderson, obviously, the shot was phenomenal. He picked a spot and he hit that corner, but. Um, just wanted to emphasize this, it, you know, when your first power plays click and it's great, but when your second one and the power killers that we've mentioned many times can go out, um, you know, and you have a Claude Giroux and a Jake Sanderson on that unit. Um, and then you have a guy that Broussard who's played a lot of half ball, a lot of different areas, you know, buying in and getting to the net. Um, it, it, it takes a little pressure off that first one. Sometimes they're going, Oh man, thank, thank goodness. The other group can go out and provide us with a little bit of spark when maybe we're not feeling it the same way. So, um, you know, a lot of why they're rolling at 33% or whatever it is is because of that first unit, but the second one's absolutely contributing as well. Yeah, for sure. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Um, the one question I want to ask, and if it seemed to be a pivotal moment, and maybe you guys tell me because you've played the game, uh, Brady Kachuk at the end of the second, basically challenging the entire Detroit Red Wings bench to any kind of fight they're looking for. Uh, <laughs> and it and by the by the way, it ends up killing a, a pen a power play they had. I'm not sure anybody yeah. in Ottawa really cared. Uh you guys tell me what that says about I guess the fight that Brady Kachuk pulled everybody into last night. So first first off, did it's called when somebody does something like that, you can tell when there's when your team wants no part of it. Everyone's like looking down. It's I I call it they're looking for quarters. Hey, anybody's a quarter down there? A quarter down there? <laughs> so, all benches down. Hey, yeah, whose quarter is this? Nobody, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants any part. And would you? No. I was, no. Uh, Bobby, I was, I never realized, because I think Brady's getting bigger. I was at, uh, when I was at yeah. Chris Neal, Neal's retirement jersey, this guy is 
he's like a centaur. He's just massive. Like he's just, he's, a monster. he's so big. Absolutely. He's monster. a monster. Yeah. And, um, I just, I saw him with his skates on. Cause when they did Neil's Neilers night, they brought all the alumni onto the ice and the senator's players were behind us on the bench. And when we got off and we walked down the, the alley and here's Brady, the guy just gets it. Eh? He sat there and he, basically said hi to every single alumni right before the game. How's, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. But I looked at the size of him. I'm like, holy shit. You don't realize how big this guy is, especially when he has his blades on. The guy's a monster. So he skates He skates by Detroit's bench. And yeah, like I said, everyone's looking for quarters. And it's like, it's like you're the schoolyard bully and you know you're going <laughs> to nobody's going to challenge you. Pretty good feeling, I, no. I think, if you're Brady right now. I think the only guy that would possibly step up and be in that position would be Sherratt, and he kind of skated off. He was the only one that even paid it. Yeah. You got Jake Wallman sitting on the boards with his feet off the ice. Like, I'm not going out there, but they kept showing Wallman, and I'm like, buddy, pick a different guy because you're, you're yapping, yeah. but you have no business being in this fight. Um, yeah. and Brady's not going to fight you to begin with. It's number one, he's going to, he's going to beat the piss out of you. And number two, he can't go five minutes off the ice, taking you off. Yeah. It's got to be a big time player. So Brady's nobody. And even DJ is not mad about him blowing that power play by any means. Maybe, you know, they had to lead at that point, I believe, but at the same time, he was setting a tone and he understands his captain and he understands the fight that Brady has in him. So sometimes you just mm -hmm. got to live with those decisions that Brady makes, but I absolutely loved it. Um, and you could hear a pin drop on that bench. He absolutely, you know, you could have, <laughs> they, when, when they showed the bench and I've never heard looking for quarters, but you had a lot of guys going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I loved it. I loved it because you, you know, that they're thinking about that today. They're thinking about that tonight. And some, oh, you know, yeah. a guy like Sherratt's probably going to talk to Brady about it, but, um, that's, yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. And I thought it, I thought they came out in the third with a lot of, a lot of piss and vinegar because of it. Yeah, me too. The one thing that made me laugh, though, Austin Watson is next to Brady, no question. But then there's Thomas Shabbat, who's now trying to get into it, right? Because he probably feels like he's yeah. 10 feet tall because he's got these oh, two guys yeah. next to him. You, you, yeah. you, right? you, you don't expect to see Thomas Shabbat thrown down anytime soon. So I, that one just made me chuckle a little. I'd love yeah, to see oh, him for... and David Perron swing him. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a pillow fight. <laughs> As, no, no, you, you fall first. No, you fall. <laughs> uh, have either of you been on a team, and probably more Yorkie because it was older school, where the bench has been challenged? Uh, and what I guess, what's that like? Uh, well, I can't. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, I haven't. Really, I mean, I when I was in Anaheim, we had Peros and Brad May and, um, you know, some big time guys. So nobody was challenging our bench. And then on top of that, you had a captain that was 6'5", 230 and gets left. So nobody really went there um, and nobody did it in Ottawa, thanks to Neeler. Um, and, you know, we had guys that weren't big guys, but you had guys like Smitty that would always step up if he needed to. So yeah. um, I've always been on teams that have had guys willing to go, uh, I guess, in that sense. So no, I, I've never seen it before. Yeah, I've been on too many teams with, like, w back when I was playing with Korea, they had to have, you had, like, one of the toughest guys in the team. So we had, uh, we had Todd Ewan back then. He was an absolute monster. We brought in Ken Baumgartner one year. Uh, you'd remember him, Wally Baumgartner. He was friggin' tough. And he had, like, a law degree, too. 
Uh, Stu Grimson, another big monster. And I played with Bob Probert for a while, guys. What a scary, yeah. scary individual he was. <laughs> um, man, it just, yeah, the, the, the front end of my career, it was, if you were on the ice and you ran into a tough guy, you got off the ice in a hurry. Like there, there were guys like <laughs> Tony Twist roaming the NHL. Like Tony Twist yeah. was an abs If I was on the ice, I would see him, and I'm, you just you just try and avoid guys like that because they gotta yeah. hurt you. Yep. They weren't the good thing about those guys. They weren't gonna fight you because it would actually look bad if one of those guys fought you. But uh, yeah. now I would say, you know, has anybody challenged me? I'd, even in the minors, when I was playing in the minors, there was bench clearing brawls, and there was it was just too many too many stories to think of. Wally, I can uh, I can't think of one particular. Well, I feel like and don't forget uh, one in particular. I feel like Darcy Tucker or the Leafs at the time when they had Shane Corson in, in your Leafs-Sens yeah. rivalry may have been. Well, was there a challenge? Well, those there? guys, that that Toronto team, they knew they could bully our team a bit because we didn't really have a lot of toughness when earlier days in Ottawa, mm -hmm. and that's why a guy like like Darcy Tucker could could roam around. Not that Darcy wasn't tough and he didn't fight because he was a tough guy too, but. When Ty Domi's there, it makes life a lot easier because you got Ty in your back pocket. And uh, but the worst, the worst one I can remember is we were playing Washington. And I don't know if I told this story or not, but we got up by too many goals, Bobby, and we were getting nervous on the bench because it's five two, it's six two, and like, okay, guys, that's enough. We're going to win this game because sure enough, minute left, they send out Dale Hunter, Chris Simon, hmm. Brendan Witt. Mark Tenorti, <laughs> uh, and I, I don't know, did I say Baruby, Hunter? I don't know. It's all a mishmash. Minutes ago, all five of their guys jumped all five of our guys and just started pounding on guys because we because we embarrassed them on in their own rink, and it just turned into a brawl. I remember remember uh, Reds, Reds. Reds got jumped by Hunter, and it was almost like a scene from Slapshot when uh, – when 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 the guys from the Charlestown Chiefs aren't fighting and they're just getting pounded into the ice, <laughs> and and Hunter was like that. Hunter was like that captain, Doctor Hook McCracken. just sitting there, just wailing away. And oh god, th those weren't fun times when you're when you're with Ottawa because we just didn't have enough toughness. Man, uh, too funny. Uh, all right. Uh, oh hey, look. Let's time now for Jason York's Renfrew Pro Tape sponsor read brought to you as always by our good friends at Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh Yorkie. Yeah. Hit yeah, it. once again, Renfrew Pro Tape. Our show is loosely held together by Renfrew Pro Tape. You always know it's Renfrew Tape because it's the one with the green core and as a former player you can also tell because Renfrew Tape is so much better than all the rest. I used to remember going into the other dressing rooms and you get the shitty tape, the stuff that doesn't stick to your tape. Well, that ain't Renfrew tape, boys. Bobby knows what I'm talking about. Renfrew tape. Yep. There's nothing like it. Uh, you can also find them at all major retailers. Uh, feel the game with Renfrew Pro, <laughs> Renfrew Pro on their Instagram account. Come on. Uh, everybody knows Everybody listen, knows you, that, Wally. You got to tell a story with your read. Quit being a mannequin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, follow them on Instagram, <laughs> Renfrew Pro. Okay, I just just trying to help. Uh, very, I'll give you a seven <laughs> on that because you use bad language. That well, we're a podcast. Oh. We're supposed to be. We're supposed to use bad language. <laughs> it's family friendly well, show, Yorkie. You know 
Yeah, oh, the hey, kids, the kids. fuck me. The kids. <laughs> totally, totally, totally. Uh, hey, fellas, totally, totally off topic. But I just had like a 10 hour delay at Pearson Airport last night. That golf documentary, Full Swing. Have you guys seen that mm. yet? Holy shit, is that yeah, good? I, yeah, I went about 10 hours straight on that one one day. You did, did yeah, I, I, I powered through it yesterday. But talk about yeah. the bad language, eh? The F bombs on the tour are just flying. Way more than I was going to picture. Yeah, not even close. Yeah. Yeah. I always thought they were That's little nerd, full nerdy Bruce guys. Uh, oh, yeah. Man. This is not the documentary, Alex. Um, that, that's that's it. Bruce <laughs> in, uh, in the NHL uh, outdoor game. Remember his speeches in the locker room? Oh, oh yeah. He was. What, what, yeah, what a beauty. Classic. What a beauty. Uh, that was my brother's okay, bad. Back... That was my brother's bad swing, by the way. My younger brother. <laughs> Uh, back to last night's game in the Ottawa Senators, and that's yes. They listen. We all said a month ago, there's no chance. There's no chance. Well, if you look at today's standings, there's a chance. Like it's not like there's ten games left in the season here. I understand that there's twenty games left or so, and twenty three for Ottawa, and that they've got to find a way. And they're, you know, there's five teams in front of them. They've got to try and pass. But five points is five points. Am I like just just so we're clear? There was uh, I think it was John Rodenberg who came out with a tweet and said, right around the middle of January, the Sens have to play 700 hockey here on out to try and have a chance to get to 95 points. Uh, since January 25th, which is 13 games for the Ottawa Senators, they have the third best winning percentage in the National Hockey League at 731. Uh, the next closest team in this group of teams that are trying to secure a wild card spot is the Islanders at 6:43. They are, and by the way, like uh, the Islander or Philly, sorry, in Washington are at the bottom at 333. Uh, the Sens are, are keeping it close. I can yeah. we not just say they're not out of it? How about that? I said that yesterday. I said that yesterday. That so let's just be clear here. Pittsburgh's getting in. Pittsburgh to me is going to be the team that gets in. Uh, yeah. If 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 Ottawa wins this game today, for sure there is a chance. The team I've got my eyes on is the Buffalo Sabers. That's a team that needs yeah. to lose a bunch of games. Um, they've got the game in hand. I believe they play Minnesota is their next game. Um, but there is you're you're right, Wally. There's a ton of games left, and there's always a chance. I can just tell you from my experience. I was on a team in 1996, 97. The first Ottawa Senators team to make the playoffs, and we did something very similar. Uh, we had a lot of teams to climb over as well, so yeah, there's there's always a chance. Um, but I think Pittsburgh's in for sure. Um, I want to see what the Buffalo Sabers yeah. do. Um, I don't. Uh, is Detroit going to be there when it's all said and done? I think they've. I don't think so. And I look at Florida too. That's a really yeah. good team. I want to see what they do. Washington's been really disappointing, but I'm I'm looking at Florida. And I'm looking at Buffalo and I'm looking at New York, the New York Islanders, which are going to be problem teams for the Ottawa Senators to, to jump above. Yeah, I agree. And I think I, you're right about Pittsburgh because, I mean, they got games to play with as well. And, and yep. they'll find a way to get in. You know, there's too much veteran presence there and too many guys that have been through it. So they'll, they'll be there when all is said and done. Buffalo surprises me, but I still think that they're a team that will trail off a little bit They like like they have in the past. Um 
And then I'm not too worried. Like when I'm looking at this, I'm not real worried about Detroit or Florida at this or, or Washington. I, you know, I, we, we just said it yesterday a little bit. They're going to finish where Buffalo is right now. Unfortunately, that's, that is my guess, but I'm, you know, I'm pulling for them. I want to see them make the yeah. jump. Um, I would love to see some of these players, you know, Stutzla, Brady, yeah. uh, Shabby, some of these guys that have been around for a little bit, not Stutzla in that regard, get into the playoffs and get some meaningful games in the playoffs and get that experience. But um, gosh, it's it's just such an uphill battle. So you you got to win. You got to win these divisional games. You got to win these games above the teams that are And you can't, I mean, you can't have games like you did against Montreal where you all, I mean, you got away with it because it was Montreal, but you can't have games like that when you want to be 70% the rest of the way. Yeah, I'm just I'm I'm waiting for the day when Brady Kachuk is unleashed in a best of seven playoff series because oh, you see little things a- like we just we just talked about him challenging the bench and a couple games back when they were playing Boston on that one four check um, we showed that clip I think Bobby you were away but he just hunted down Hapis Lindholm and just hammered him through the boards. There's just so many things in his game that are going to transcend into being a menace on an on the ice in a best of seven series so one thing hey these games are going to be meaningful and the young guys are going to get a lot out of this and it's going to make these players a lot better for what they're what they're going to go through here in the next little while because the pressure is going to be different now and it's it's this is going to be very beneficial to the future of the ottawa senators yes i agree Uh, with 22 games left you're looking go ahead We just got a live shot of Brady Kachuk arriving at practice uh, this morning as they get set to uh, take the There it is. (laughs) Center. Uh, That's good. That's good. Uh, We got to get that that put in his stall. Somebody send that to him, please. (laughs) Oh, God. I think. Uh, Pretty good. Um, I think. Wally, I think his dad, Big Walt Brady, or. Keith Kachuk might have the record for biggest ass in the league. Like that guy's legs and butt were so big. Like just, I remember yeah. the one, the one, the one lockout because he, Big Walt, as his nickname was, had such a big frame. The one lockout he came back, he he might have been pushing close to two eighty. Like he was a big, big, big man. So Brady comes by it naturally. They're just it's they're they're thick people. I absolutely clobbered Big Walt when I played against him one time. It was one of his last couple of years, and he had his head down, and somebody gave him a shitty pass. Um, yeah. And I caught him, and I hit him, and he went down hard. And it was in St. Louis. I'll never forget it. It was in St. Louis, and the whole place was like, whoa, you know, that doesn't really happen. And um, I finished the game, and I remember we flew somewhere after the game, and I woke up the next morning, and I felt like I hit a truck. I was like my whole, cause I, I leaned in with this one and I remember my whole left side, I couldn't get my arm to go above here. Yeah. I was like, what, what could this have possibly been? And then I thought, well, I hit, I hit a 250 pound absolute unit, uh, at a pretty good clip. I was moving pretty good when I hit him. So I was like, never again. Yeah. So I laid off him for the rest of the time. I was like, I'm not running into that guy again. Get him away from me. <laughs> when I was in the, when I was in Nashville, we were playing St. Louis. This was back when the schedule was a little bit different. I think we had him about eight times a year. And I was, I was playing in a, I guess a shutdown role. So I had Kachuk almost every single shift. Yeah. And this is probably one out of 10 times where I actually beat the guy to a 
to a puck. I've never – he might be the best player I played against inside that 10-foot radius in front of the net. And yeah, Brady comes Brady comes by it naturally where they're in front of the net and they, and they get body position on the other team's defensemen and they just get to so many pucks and they tip so many pucks. Big Walt was unbelievable at that. Just such a hard guy to move in front of the net. Big, strong, great hands. And hey – he had a couple seasons. I don't have his stats in front of me. He had a couple seasons where I think he was over 200 minutes, and I think it was 40 goals. He might even had 50. Yeah, I think he had 50 and over 200 penalty minutes. I'm just going off the top of my head here, freelancing, but that's pretty tough to do. That many pims and yeah. that many goals. Like, yeah. I laugh now when people talk about, oh, is this guy a power forward? Is he... No, no. Like a, a real power forward yeah. is is friggin' Rick Tockett, Big Walt, guys that actually fought a lot and got over two hundred minutes. That used to be the definition of a of a power forward. Um, but yeah. yeah, he was uh, he was a beast to play against, man. And that is the story about how Bobby Ryan threw his last check in the National Hockey League. <laughs> Bobby, I love it. I I came back out of my shell for the playoff run. I threw a couple there just for good nature. Did but you? Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, just quickly, uh, uh, Walt uh, Keith Kachuk in Phoenix had uh, 52 goals, 228 pins. He fought uh, right. he had in Winnipeg, 41 goals, 255 pins. Those are those two years at over 200 minutes, and uh, but he had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, twenty goal seasons. I, I, wow! Like I think that guy should be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah, that is so tough. I think to do. if you score a thousand points in the National Hockey League, it, it's so it's fairly rare. Like I still think you should get in. A thousand mm. points. What's his oh, goal total again, Wally? What's a, what's his career goal goal total? Five hundred and thirty-eight. Five hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the combination of playing a tough game, playing a like a reckless game, racking up all those yes. penalty minutes, and scoring all those goals. That's the, people have no idea how tough that is to do. Like every single night, you're yeah. scoring. And you're also a friggin' hard guy to play against that hits and fights and gets their nose dirty and plays hurt. That is extremely tough to do over a long career and be offensively productive throughout your entire career. So I agree. For me, he's a no-brainer for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I agree. Like 2,200 pims. So he played 1,200 games, 2,200 pims, 538 goals. Like, and I'm going to use Chris Neal as an example. And I don't want people to get annoyed with me, but 1,000 games, yeah. 2,500 pims. Um, just that's the kind of perspective. I, I just think that his offensive numbers with the way he played that reckless game just deserve to be in the hall. But anyway, yeah. that's not yeah. for me to decide. Uh, Bobby, um, I don't know if you – I know you're a big Bonisher excavating kind of guy that – hops in a, a loader any chance you can and <laughs> looks at you excavate the backyard. Um, what are your thoughts on BEI? Bonisher excavating. I need a graphic here, gentlemen. <laughs> 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 uh, 
As always, the show is brought to you by BEI, Bonashare Excavating Heavy Civil General Contractor, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley, always hiring for laborers, mechanics, concrete structure team, quality control technicians. When planning your next project, consider BEI for your aggregate supply needs. www.bonashareexcavating.com, 613-432-1120. Nailed it. Oh, so good. All right, Bobby, you're so, getting although, it. Bobby, you're getting it. A little fast. He's getting the Nashville. Although I will you're getting the He's getting a Nashville a accent. You're starting to say W. You said W, W, Am W. I? Oh, man. All <laughs> right. The All right. I'll turn. Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> I need a trip w. to Ottawa. That was, that was really good. That's probably an eight. Um, but nobody says WWW since about 2007. W. So I get knocked off. I get knocked off too for saying that, but he drops the f-bot where the you know he drops a curse word and he gets a seven <laughs> yeah he had he had more enthusiasm you just read oh. from the top down i well that's isn't that what an ad is <laughs> they wouldn't no. put it up there if it wasn't supposed to be read <laughs> all right it's like american right, idol you're supposed to take it and make it your own Exactly. Oh, I did not do that. All right, fair enough. Well, I still won the battle, eight, eight over a seven. And I, hey, w. the degree of difficulty between Renfrew Pro and BEI is much. It's a much bigger. There's a tough. You had a tough word in there too. You had a tough word in there. You almost butchered too. There was one word in there. That aggregate. Had a little bit. Aggregate. aggregate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. did. Yeah. yeah. Hold on. Huh? I, I can't spell intensity. I'm definitely not going to spell aggregate. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Burke, he's squid. Uh, <laughs> by the way, we are available. If you need us to do any sp uh, sponsor ad reads for your show, just give us a call. We we'll help you out. Uh, yeah. Okay. Finally, uh, sends tonight, which probably means Mad Sogard is in goal. Who's three zero and one? What is if you are the Detroit Red Wings, which both of you played on, uh, going to be? I guess your mindset as you take to this game, which is clearly. A pretty pivotal game. They uh, Ottawa wins tonight. They are tied for points. Yeah, it's a big one. Um, I, I'm sure Lalonde's whacking a few guys this morning in video and showing some things because he couldn't have been happy with the effort through the second half of that game by any means. Um, so you're just, I mean, you can't really say much. You got to flush that game as much as you can. You go over some things and then you say, boys, this is, you know, if we're going to climb, if we're going to be in this hunt for the rest of the way, this is a must-have game. We cannot, we cannot drop four points to a team that is directly behind us. We'll be tied. Um, so he's, he's, there'll be a pushback for sure. And, and they got a pretty good, they got a really good room over there. Obviously I've been part of it with a lot of those guys. They got a really good room. Um, they'll be ready to go tonight. They'll be, and, and they're going to come out jumping early on. Who's the leader in there, Bobby? Who's the guy in, in that room? That's the, oh, Larks. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's the guy. And, and yeah, Larks, Larks is a great, yeah, great motivator and great motivator, but, but also really like he doesn't, he doesn't say anything that he's not going to do, which I always liked in yeah. captains, right? You're not, it's, it's easy to blow smoke. Um, I've played with a few of those guys, but at the same time, when I, when a leader <laughs> like, like Lark says it, um, and, and then is willing to go do exactly what he's preaching and saying, then guys will follow him. And he's, he's the leader in that room for sure. And, and I can't really speak to the other guys because there's a lot of older guys that came in and probably took some of that burden mm -hmm. off of them. But, but that team goes as Larks and, and, you know, Bert go, um, um, th those would be the two guys that I'm always looking to hear from in the room. 
It's funny. You said something there, Bobby, that I caught on to about guys that say stuff and they're, they're saying stuff for their own benefit. I can remember when I was in Anaheim, I played with a guy that knew exactly when the coach was going to come into the room to say his, yep. to say his speech. And he yep. would do the phony, come on, boys, let's go, boys, big game tonight, boys, uh, let's be ready. And he'd go start banging his stick on the ping pong table. And then yep. it was actually Brian Murray, the late Brian Murray, would come in and says, boy, Dan, way to get the guys yep. ready. Sure yep. enough, this guy turned into a coach. It was Dan Balsma. Oh, my God. Really good guy. Oh, and I, I don't blame him. I played I, for him. I, I, I played for him. Yeah. I don't know. Hey, listen, you're trying to, you're trying to extend your career. You're trying to trying to and he was a good team guy he played hard he really hard block shots but we used to be sitting in the dressing room Mike LeClaire Steve Rich and we'd all roll our eyes up oh, here he goes again he knows that Brian's yep. coming in in a couple minutes here and it was like he's clock watching just, <laughs> yeah yeah you can just you can just tell right but um so anyways short story there for you Wally um <laughs> every team's got him Every team's got him. Uh, um, so Yorkie was so proud of his uh, story that he froze. So we'll wait for him to yeah, come back. Yeah, he's taking a. He's, uh, they're going to probably having a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they're probably going to uh, start Billy Huso in net, which is obviously. I mean, he's their number one guy and has played. I think thirty nine games this year. So I think yeah, that'll play yeah. a big factor. But I think Ottawa comes in with the. They've got to have that momentum from last night, right? Plus they've got the home ice advantage the crowd is into it there's i don't want to call it a playoff atmosphere because i don't think you can really replicate that in a regulation or regular season game but there is a big feeling of momentum in that building yeah i would agree with i mean i, I can't speak to the building i could i could understand the crowd i could i could feel the crowd a little bit last night when you're watching they were into it but um yeah i mean i, I know we're not doing the lock of the day but they they absolutely have the momentum um, when they imposed their will in the third period and, and, and tilted that ice that heavily, there was just no response. Um, I don't think that'll be the case tonight. I think Detroit will have a really good pushback, but yeah, clearly, clearly Ottawa's coming into this game feeling really good about what they did last night. Yeah. 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 Well, I know Yorkie guys... wants to get to lock of the day. Oh yeah. I forgot to, you know what? It's, yesterday was such a long day. I got stuck in Pearson for six hours, got my bags lost. It was a friggin' avoid Toronto Pearson at all costs, fellas. If you're doing any traveling, my God, what a gong shell. Um, yeah. Hey, I won lock of the day. Almost forgot. I was the only one to take the, yeah, I know yesterday. you didn't. There's no chance you forgot. Uh, you here, just reminded uh, me. We'll do Let's do, hold on a sec. I gotta put my helmet on here. Bad, yeah. Oh, here we go. Plain air. There we go. Oh, baby. Uh, perfect. Uh, time now for the lock of the day. Brought to you by Botano. Go to botano.ca. Uh, online betting and the live casino. Uh, all your favorite casino games, by the way. Uh, the game starts now with Botano. Download the uh, all-new app. All right. Uh, it's pretty simple. Same teams as yesterday. Uh, Yorkie, you get to go first because you won. Is that a misprint there? That can't be true. Let's say eighteen and seven. There's no way that's true. Wally, is that true? Is that true? Come you on. had a bit of a you had a little streak where you were off. Yep. Nobody's that smart. There's nobody's that smart. Are we so we're picking this again? Holy shit! Um, a lot of pressure here. A lot of pressure. Um, you know what? I I I'm picking up what Bobby laid down there. I I think Ottawa's going to win again. I think Ottawa is going to. I think there is going to be a, a response from Detroit, but I love that power play. 
Uh, Sogart's probably going in today. He's played well. So I'm, I'm going to go Ottawa. I'm going back-to-back Sens here to get that much closer into the thick of the playoff race. Ottawa. I like that. You know what, Wally? We're going to switch it up because I want to go third here. And I took a double bogey on the last hole. I'll let you. I, <laughs> I picked uh, I picked terribly. So okay. let's see what you do. That That's going to make my pick. Oh. You know. He gets the benefit my of going third all the time. So can... I went first, That's not fair. the other my day, cons- too. That, I went first with seven. Ottawa. Could, you're just competing against yourselves. It's okay. Is um, Ottawa, or sorry, Detroit's lost two in a row, which concerns me that they've got to find a way to get out of it. And they're a little bit veteran group. They'll have Billy Husso in goal. I, but the momentum that these senators carry, is it enough to outweigh this? Uh, I'm going Detroit. I'm going to go back to back Detroit. <laughs> oh, you you really hate the Sens, don't you? You want them to lose <laughs> every game. I will now be. Uh, you're you're a bastard. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm now having my address removed from uh, any kind of uh, mailing that you could find me with. Yes, people egg my house. <laughs> All right, you guys, man. Now I don't want to go third because I don't know what to do. I I, I like the Sens, but I do. Yeah, I like what Wally said too, and I like. Game, but I, you know, but Huso has been pretty good. Um, yeah, he has been. Take the and choice. and you wonder if the Sens are going to have a letdown after having you know after hanging six last night. Yes. Um, but oh, I'm going to go with. Uh, Think with your head, Bobby. I'm going with the Sens. I'm going with the Sens. I told you I was going. I said it yesterday that I would probably be flipping on yep. part two, and I'm I'm going to flip on part two. I think the Sens find a way to get it done at home, <laughs> and they put themselves right in the conversation. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, lastly, uh, I'm going to try and make fit this one in. Uh, the Toronto Maple Leafs have signaled that they're all in. Right? They go and get Ryan O'Reilly and. Lafferty and uh, they've made five moves, I think it is. And I don't want to get this into a Leaf kind of discussion, but when you look at their draft picks, they've given up nearly everything for the next three years in the top four rounds. I think they have one pick left over or something. Um, people are either saying, listen, you're, you've now wiped the cupboards. There's no chance for a rebuild. If you don't win, you're wasting your time. Uh, and I remember John Muckler would do this too, that he would give everything he could to make the team win now uh, are you guys okay with the way Toronto or any team is kind of going all in, sacrificing the future to try and win that cup now? I am. It's no different than what Tampa Bay is doing. You got your core at their height um, and, and at the peak, right? And Tampa Bay has already proven they've done it. So they're trying to maximize their window. I guess it's a different story. If we're veering back towards the Leafs, you're saying, okay, we got Office of Matthews for another year or two, whatever it is. Um the same with the rest of their core. So they're surrounding the core with what they think. Yeah, I don't have a problem with it because it's going to be a long and slow process when they come out of this, if they lose some of these guys to free agency when they get paid or whatever it might be. But I, if I'm part of that team um, as a player and I'm getting that signal, that means the, the GM has a lot of belief in us. Yeah, I, I have no issue with it. No issue with it at all. Make the best team possible for right now because you have Austin Matthews and Nylander and Tavares and all these guys. Um, you don't you don't quite have a goalie, um, but at the same mm-hmm. time, you you can sacrifice the future for a win. Now I, I have no issue with that. 
I'll steal. I'll steal a little bit of what Steve Eisenman said the other day. I was uh, I, I was listening to Steve Eisenman because he's he's one of the architects of that Tampa team. He said something yeah. that I really picked up on. All those draft picks, what are they really worth? They're draft picks. Yeah, that's you're creating a draft pick. Julian Breezeball. That was Breezeball. Yeah, yeah. Eisenman was Eisenman said the same thing the, the other day. He he, oh, did he, he, he repeat he repeated it. Um, they are picks, and I agree with that. You don't know if these picks are going to be good. You never know when you're going to be good again. You never know yep. when you're going to be in this position. So uh, I like what both teams do. I, I I will say this, and I know Ottawa fans won't like it, but, hey, we, we tell the truth on this podcast. That's that's what we do here, fellas. We're realists. Those were really good moves <laughs> that Toronto made. Those were really good yep. moves. Jake McCabe is exactly what they needed for their blue line. And Ryan O'Reilly, yep. could, could you get a better older guy to come in and help you for the playoffs? To, to to for guys like Matthews and Marner to watch and see how this guy conducts himself. Like the guy's a winner. He's a con Smythe winner yeah. that won a Stanley Cup that can still get it done. So um and yeah. hey if 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 I Toronto agree. does if if Dubas doesn't make those moves and they lose, he's fired. He's fired. If they lose 100%. in the first round, yeah. he's fired. If they lose in the first round after he makes these moves, well guess what? He's probably fired again too. So he's he's yeah, yeah. if they don't go if they don't go on a long run, I would I would have to say that he's gonna get fired because they're gonna have to change things. So if you're gonna do it, you might as well go in swinging and, and give it your best one and your best shot. And I like what he did. So I I I'm making those moves because like Bobby says, sends a signal and uh, you only have so many windows. Great. So they here's their picks. They have one first round two-thirds and one-fourth over the next three years. They've basically, yeah. who, who right, cares? they've wiped it all up. And that's – but here's my my point was when John Muckler did that, everybody was all over him, and Brian Murray was the one to say, hey, look, they left the cupboards bare. We got nothing in the minors. And my argument always was, well, don't you want to win a Stanley Cup as opposed to a Calder Cup? You want to win a National Hockey League title. So – But don't yeah. – I think Mux yeah. was always trying to do that back then, and, and he got vilified for it. And I and now we're seeing teams finally agree that yes, it's time to you can rebuild these teams. It's time to sacrifice to try and win what is the hardest, arguably hardest trophy in sports to win, at least in professional. And don't forget, sports. Uh, Wally. Don't and don't forget. I, I love Brian Murray. I played for him. Great person. Great man. But a master manipulator of the media. And one thing really good. GMs do that survive a long time in the NHL. They make sure they do a number on the guy that was in there before him, <laughs> because yeah, then anything oh, yeah. they oh, yeah. anything yeah. they do after looks that much better. And yeah. they all do it. It's how you survive in the NHL for a long time. And uh, hey, it's that's that's just that's just good business if you if you want to last in the league yeah. a long time. I agree. Yeah. And the argument is, you don't know if any of those picks are going to pan out, but you do know what Ryan O'Reilly brings or Jake McCabe yeah. or Sam Lafferty. You know what these guys can do and what they can do now. And so I, same with Julian Breesbaugh. I'm okay. Like the Tanner Janot one is is odd to me just because it's so many picks. But again, there's not much chance that all those picks are going to play in the National Hockey League. So are, what are you really giving up? Are you giving up one player for Tanner Janot in a first-round pick? Maybe. Pretty much, I, I think you pretty much. Are, I mean, you know, no offense to guys that are picked in this place, but third, fourth, and fifth, third has a chance. Fourth and fifth are generally not going to play. They're going to go play in the AHL. They're going to get some spot duty. They're they're going to come up and and yes, there are there are absolute gems to be had in those rounds. Um, Drake Batherson, but at the sure. same, yeah, but at the same time, 
the odds are that those guys are not going to be NHL players. I, I don't. Even, I would like to know the yep. statistic of how many first round players play more than 150 games over their career. It's not many, mm-hmm. I don't think. Um, yep. So if, if I'm a GM, I'm throwing fourth, fifth, and sixth rounders out like candy. Here <laughs> you go. Take three of them. <laughs> like, go ahead. I'll give you. I'll give you three six. That's <laughs> that's actually a first. <laughs> Bobby gives out three no chocolate problem. bars at Halloween to kids instead of one. There you go. I'm Take a full size chocolate yeah. bar kind of guy. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. <laughs> well, there's <laughs> one good one, and there's two almond joys. <laughs> um, oh, almond joy, and that's nasty. But here's no. the thing, too. If 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 Tampa doesn't win this year and and, and they uh, it doesn't go their way they have a lot of guys next year that you can trade and, and recoup some of those draft picks for and that's what teams are doing yeah. now take your run let's say next year you're you're on the downturn and come trade that line you, you turn whoever you want to trade whoever it is they've got a ton of star players that a lot of teams will want and they do exactly what these teams are doing you trade one of your big boys for a bunch of draft picks and voila my draft picks are back Absolutely. For sure. Uh, just I just picked a, a team or a draft year that was a while ago that players have had time to play games. So in 2010, uh, according to HockeyDB, total players drafted 107. Players to play in the National Hockey League, 51. The average number of games, 299. Yeah. Okay. Right? So, so half the players are playing in the National Hockey League. But they might have gotten How one many? game. Yeah. Right? How many? Yeah, no question. How many are, yep. Yeah. So, t- no, how many of have, have, are having impactful careers where they're impacting the organization? And not many, not many, because that's just nope. the way it goes. Like, Who were the first five picks uh, that year? Uh, that, that's the Tyler uh, Hall year, I believe. One sec. I was just doing something else. Um, how did I mess this up? Oh, for the love. That's Taylor Hall's year. But now I've got to redo this. Sorry. (laughs) Because you think, you know. You can't find good help. Right out of the gate. The amount of of games that just Taylor Hall played, that's going to bring the average way up, right? Um, Yep. Same with. Okay. So Taylor Hall, Tyler Sagan, Eric Goodbranson, Ryan Johansson, Nino Niederreier with top five. Okay. All played over 700 games. Yeah, that's bringing your average way up. There's a lot of, I mean, there's got to yep. be a lot of games between five to 10 games. So, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I I have no problem. If I'm a GM, I'm just, I'm throwing away third, fourth, and fifth. And I'm, I'm holding on the ones and twos as much as I can. Um, but you have to yep. give those up to make your team immediately good. I, so I have no issue with Dubis or Breezeball doing what they did. I would, I, if I'm a player in that room, I'm ecstatic because our window is now. And it's and it's and you know what's funny too. Everybody's everybody's all over Tampa saying, oh, you know, this guy, that guy." I'll guarantee you, half the people that are saying this have watched him play a grand total of five shifts this year because nobody's yeah. nobody's watching nobody's watching the Nashville games. They're all looking at the analytics and this and this, like trying to have an going, opinion. You know, so let's let's see how it plays out. On paper, it looks like it's a lot of draft picks, but let's see this. Uh, you know, he's got he's got four or five well, goals, but it doesn't change the fact that he was a twenty goal scorer last year. So you put him in the right position down there, and he's not going to be on your top two lines. But I saw the I saw the bottom two lines that they have there now. That is going to be an absolute bitch to play against. That, that bottom oh, yeah. six with Nick Paul, um, I think Hagel was in there, Perry Maroon, uh, Belmare, and now you throw Janot into the mix. Like that's that's a heavy big bottom six. So 
Um, Tampa's going to be able to roll for That's going to be a great That's going to be one of the best series of playoffs when Tampa and Toronto line up on that first night. Oh, yeah. Someone's going down, unfortunately. Well, wow. It's it's a shame, though, isn't We've it? That's a shame because that's a – yeah. I don't want to see – I don't want to see that that early. Uh, but, the, okay, would you change the playoff format? Should we I go would. Back I would just 1-8? go one through – I, I, I'm just a traditionalist, so I think you should, but I also don't like that you have to get out of your division. Like I, I would like to see yeah. some crossover early on with teams with less familiarity, yeah. each other, um, yeah. play each other early like, on. Like, it, you know, that's just me though. I'd like one, I'd like one, you got people call me crazy. I'd love to see one play 16. Let's really make, let's really make, uh, winning overall worthwhile. You get to play. If you're first overall, you get to play the worst team in the NHL. I know. But then, hey, home ice becomes an advantage because let's say it's a let's say it's a long travel. That team's got to come a travel. long way to play us. So I'd love to see one yeah. six, and maybe make it a shorter series. Maybe make it a a shorter series, but that's Five. never going to happen. Yeah, like no. back in the old days. What was what was the old days? The first series back when you had like uh, was it a best of three or a best of five? Like I'm going back to the '80s, Wally. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to remember if it was best of five. I think it's best of five. It was. It was okay. the first series was always shorter than you went to best of seven. Um, yeah, but you know, I, I do love division, uh, tearing everybody apart. Yeah, the Smythe, the old the, the old Smythe back then. Uh, all right, uh, we got uh, one more show left before trade deadline. Uh, we will talk some more. We'll also try and tell some trade deadline stories that you guys may have had over the years. Uh, we will be back Thursday. Uh, we'll see you then. Great show today, boys. Uh, talk to you again. Take care. Enjoy the golf today, Bobby. Yeah. Thank you guys. Right, Bobby. See you later. Uh, 71 and sunny. <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> Coming in hot is brought to you by botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.